This is Lauren. This is Trey. And this is the Partnership Podcast. I'm Lauren, and I am one piece of the Partnership Podcast. I am the mother of an 11 year old and born and raised here in the same small town in Virginia, and currently working as a sexuality educator after over a decade of work in a maternal health field. I'm Trey, and I'm her partner. <laughs> I was falling down. Yeah. You were falling down, yeah. Like it was, you could totally tell like the mattress was adjusting, not in a good way mm -hmm. to our body. And I felt the sensation of like not falling off, but being right at the edge just to have my space. I'm sorry. No, 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 it's nothing you did, babe. It's just, it's a tiny little mattress. Anyway. Anyway. My feelings of doing all that is like, I'm, I'm happy it's over. Like, I loved our adventures, oh but, gosh. like, my life right now isn't about adventuring. It's just not. It's actually about, mm -hmm. like, going. I want to go within now, and I want to clean up. Mm. I want to clean up the Do you things. purposely have the mic not in front of your face? Yeah. Okay. I want to go within, and I want to kind of clean up. I want to change who I am. Mm -hmm. I want to keep the good, and I want to... I want to literally, I want to reprogram certain things that I don't like mm. that don't serve me about myself. Because the computer, uh, we all have processor. Uh, okay, okay. All right, so yeah, a computer. You, I'm fascinated with what you've been learning. Our computers are indifferent to what it runs. Our computers are indifferent to the programs that we install on it. Literally, our laptops, they just run them. So whether we play fucking video games all day or whether we educate ourselves or whatever we do, mm -hmm. we buy shit all day, whatever, whatever programs we literally put on that thing, it doesn't matter. It just runs whatever programs that we put in. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we're the same way. Mm -hmm. We're the same way where our subconscious is indifferent to the programs that it runs, our program. Mm -hmm. And... We as humans default into running a lot of bad programs. Yes. yes. So I'm really interested right now, the book I'm reading, because I'm going to read that fucker 10 times too. That's going to be an installed book. Uh, going within my subconscious and reprogramming certain things that I default to. Mm. I don't want to default to those things mm. anymore. And it'll help me be a better, uh, first is like a better provider or a better uh, member of this family. Mm. And then a better member of society, and then just better in general. The number one priority in my life is my family. So it's you, Atreus, and making sure that you two are taken care of. And then it's kind of everything else. Mm. Yeah. And then it's my goals and dreams. Mm -hmm. And then, you know. Yeah. So the stuff like that is really fun. Yes. But it's not my priority yeah mm -hmm. learning how to rest meditate mm -hmm. recover mm -hmm. get better reprogram is my priority right now it's funny that you say that two things coming up for me instead of reprogramming mm -hmm. she's using the phrase rewiring but mm -hmm. has rewired computers before um like as a brilliant human mm -hmm. and is speaking in those words for rewiring her sexuality, that right. her processor, right, got some type of virus, right, or was running certain programs for forever. And she has so wisely said she knows from 
completely gutting a computer and rebuilding it, that it's possible. Mm -hmm. You can still have the same computer and update the software and update the RAM and clean the viruses off and do all of these things. You can. And then it can pretty much function really well, even an older computer. Um, So we've been using that same... It's just funny. Rewire, that you, yeah. yeah, that you're saying reprogramming, she's saying rewiring. Mm-hmm. I think they're so similar. She's just used it in, you know, and we used it with rewiring a house too, how you would literally just connect the wires to something else, right? Mm-hmm. When they were, the current was used to flowing one way. Mm-hmm. We can stop that and rewire and flow mm-hmm. it another way. It just takes mindfulness. It does. It takes a pat, a, a, an awareness of the patterns that we are following. Um, what would be another word? Uh, just walking blindly down or have been observing for decades. We just, we do. We get into these things, whether they're learned behaviors from our families of origin, communities of origin. Um, yeah. Why do you, what patterns specifically, what are you wanting to ro- program specifically? This is, this is really just fascinating. Reprogram? Uh-huh. Brutal honesty. Brutal honesty. I consider myself an addict. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm quick to anger. I, I fight in my mind with people that I say I've forgiven. Um, I don't. Uh, talk I don't walk the talk or I don't talk the walk Um, I'll practice what I don't preach or I'll preach what I don't practice Mm -hmm. Uh, I fear not being good enough I fear being less than I fear being a uh, fraud. Uh, I have rage in me. Yeah, and I want to rewire that. Mm -hmm. And I'm really grateful that I get the opportunity to do so. I think that's the key. Yeah. To view it as... An opportunity, not a have to. Mm-hmm. Not like a you have to do that. Mm-hmm. Where did the want to, the get to come from? Like where? To actualize my future, I have to be a different person. I have to break the habit of being myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my biggest addiction is to my past. And then the body and the mind are out of line. And uh, I need alignment mm. in order to be my future self. And I can't not be my future self at this point. Uh, 
I'm finding out and I'm, I'm truly believing this is time is kind of a construct. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work the mm -hmm. way that most people think it works, where it's mm -hmm. linear. Mm -hmm. I think it's more of a circle. Yeah. And so yeah, I want to go within more than anything mm -hmm. else. What does it mean that your greatest addiction is to your past? That's just like rocking my world right now. Mm -hmm. I know I'm quite dramatic, but that is that puts into words my experience, my personal experience, the experience mm -hmm. of so many people I talk with. What does it mean? How would you describe what that means, though? Um, me, we, we can become addicted to stress. Yeah, yeah. We can become addicted to, I'll start tomorrow. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's the body saying, yeah. kind of fighting with the mind, yeah. saying, this is much easier. Yeah. You, can, you don't need to change right now. The ego comes into play. Yeah. And this is what we're used to and this is this is how you've kind of gotten here so far mm -hmm. and how you've gotten here hey it's not that bad it's right worked. like nice job yeah. so but to do what i want to do i have to change mm -hmm. to do what i want to do i have to acquire the skill and the mastery of my own brain. Mm -hmm. And I don't have that. Mm -hmm. And it's scary. Mm -hmm. But what an opportunity, right? Little by little, what an opportunity. So it's really, it's, it's more exciting than anything else. But it is scary and there will be hard times. Yeah. And I fear uh, being less than. Yeah. It's so interesting that you're saying all of this because last week, I don't even know if I mentioned this to you. I might have. That so many of my clients, I did because we were driving to Norfolk. Um, so many of my clients right now are what in what I call the gray zone where you have clarified goals and motivations for those goals. Like clarified, okay, I want to change. Very similar to what you're saying. Then we start to cultivate self-affirmation. It's very necessary to be like, I can do this work. I can, right? That usually involves surrounding themselves with someone like me, right? Bringing in a sexuality educator. And then the learning process starts. And in the beginning, it's really exciting. It's very much that exactly what you said. Like, ooh, I'm getting this new information. And wow, my mind is being blown. Usually I will hear that literal face. My mind is blown. Then, this is from Dr. Jack Moran, Step three of the growth process, and I see this, I saw this in my own life, not just with sexual, like sexuality growth, but like exactly what you're talking about, comes the gray zone where we feel lost. We don't have any like landmarks of where we used to be. We're forming new patterns, but we just want to go back to the old ones. The old ones feel safer and known and understood, and we know what the end result will be. We, we know where we're going, but we're not there yet. 
everything feels uncomfortable. Our relationships start changing because all of a sudden we notice that, oh my gosh, those people aren't supporting my new behaviors. Like those people support old Trey, old Lauren. So then we start losing relationships, which then feels like secondary loss. And what I've come to know is tertiary loss because there's these different levels of loss. Um, and step four in this, these steps of healing is mourn your losses. Um, because if we don't, if we don't acknowledge that we are leaving parts of us in the past, um, we try to drag them with us. Right? We'll try to like bring them along like security blankets. I always think of like Linus, like, no, this is going to come. This is more comfortable. I want to bring this with me into the next version of myself. Yeah. Things that don't serve us feel very comfortable because yeah. we've, we've known them for so long. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, and they served a purpose. Yeah. They did. Like you said so wisely. They got us to now. Correct. They got us to now. And, you know, my trauma-informed lens is like some of those behaviors we developed for survival. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm wondering, could you connect any of the patterns, the addictive patterns, to anything that you formed as a result of your lived experiences in childhood or teenage years? Yeah. You, oh yeah. Really? Like which I don't do you mind sharing like which ones? Yeah, it's to um like avoid stress or mitigate stress or or kind of bring it's probably just bring your brain waves back down from like a high beta, which is similar to a fight or flight, mm-hmm. very stressful um thought pattern down either to a low beta or I think the next step is alpha. Yeah. Yeah. Then it goes theta. Alpha theta is, is uh, like sleep. Mm-hmm. And then I believe gamma is like, that's when you um, access like the astral realm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another dimension. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting where um, like longtime alcoholics, when they get off of alcohol, they'll, it's very common that they'll report almost like hallucinations. Yeah. Uh, during sleep and then sometimes they'll have waking hallucinations and what they've come to find out is the body has been deprived of these deeper levels of mm. brain waves and this mm. like deeper level of rest that now that the this blocker this you know this alcoholic blocker has been removed the body just goes into it can you send me that sure yeah. Because of my personal story, we don't need to go into it on here, but mm-hmm. um, whatever you, wherever you read that or listened to that, I would mm-hmm. please sure. send that to me. Yeah, be happy to. Yeah, I think, you know, it's interesting. Today is the first day of the astrological new year, and there are a ton of people who are doing similar things to you. I don't know if you know this, but like the body feels the pull at this time of year. Also in many parts of the country, it's spring. It's like this time to like start working on self. We feel this kind of like pull to rebirth. Mm. Um, and we should push into that because we are working with the universe when we do this, like not against. If we feel that pull, we should push in. We're actually gonna have more like, we're gonna have company in the journey. And I don't know if anyone's watching or listening to this and feeling like, Oh, I'm wanting to level up too. <laughs> like push in. It's it's not crazy. Mm-hmm. It, so many and you tell me if this is your experience too. So many others 
around us sometimes are our biggest inhibitors to growth. Of course. Because it doesn't serve them for others to outgrow them. And so sometimes we will resist growth for fear of making others uncomfortable. Or fear of losing people that we yes. care about. Yeah. 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 And then it, if you if you want to turn off, say, the complaining in your mind, you have to turn it off verbally, and then you have to turn off hearing it. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you can't be that sounding board giving or receiving um yeah it's common yeah i i mean that was almost verbatim what a client said on wednesday of last week that they had made a choice and someone called them to check in on them to say like how you doing like wanted some like vent stuff And my client said, oh, I'm fine. Like, thank you. And they said, no, really. Like, how are you doing? Like, go ahead, vent to me, complain to me. Mm -hmm. And this client said they had an almost like out-of-body experience of, oh, I don't want to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, that used to be a pattern. Mm -hmm. But I have made this difficult choice to do this thing right now. It is not going to rob me of my pleasure, of my mental space that I am in. This is going to be a little bit more work, but then tomorrow I have this rest planned. No, I'm not I'm not going to go into a victim mindset. I'm not going to go into a woe is me mindset. No, and we talked about what would have been more helpful. And so this would might be a fun conversation because I would like to know how to help you in this mm-hmm. season to help you kind of have space to grow into this next version of yourself. Um, we talked about the phrase, which you and I use. <laughs> Instead of assuming you know what the human needs that you're calling, right? Because the client was saying, I do like this friend. And I said, would it have been at all more helpful if this friend had called and said, hey, um, I was just thinking about you and wanted to know how I could support you right now, right? Then it gives this client who's growing an opportunity to say, oh my gosh, thank you. Actually, I am on this long car drive a friend to chat with, like, tell me how your day was. Tell me what you did. I could tell you I just stopped at this rest stop and this really fun thing happened. Gives At a rest stop? Yeah, it was like one of those pull-off on the highways, like where you get to see the really pretty mountains. Like, not a rest stop. What are they called? An overlook? I don't know. What are those called? Yeah, (laughs) a rest rest stop. Not Usually not a lot of, well, I mean, unless it's some type of like. There's some pretty rest stops. Yeah, some overt sexual act. (laughs) Sensual. Sensual overt sexual act. Um. Yeah, so that got me thinking about if a, if we do care about someone who's in a season of growth, what are good ways for us to support them in their growth? That's a great, how can I support you? You could ask your friend, like, what are you excited about right now? Or like, what are you working on? Or like, what's really exciting in your life right now? And then you can listen. And then sharing your truth brings out the best or the worst Mm-hmm. in others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've I've lost friends because of that, mm-hmm. and I've strengthened friendships because of that. Yeah. Sharing your truth brings out the best and the worst in others. Yeah. And that could be uncomfortable, can't it? Yeah, when you share, uh, yeah. Say if someone's wronged you, 
you like hey man like like when i did that i felt like I, when i asked you for this and then i felt feelings of embarrassment and then it was in front of other people like was that mm-hmm. was that your intention mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right yeah i was like don't be so fucking yeah don't be so soft or don't be so sensitive like oh or it's i'm like that's my bad i was really stressed out yeah thank you yeah yeah and back to mm, my favorite dr betty martin right of that's noticing trusting and valuing what we need want or desire right so you were noticing feelings of embarrassment and it's up to us to communicate that because where we get stuck is Perhaps we just are like, oh, that person, you know, embarrassed me. And so I'm no longer going to talk to them. Sure. Okay. That's a fine choice. Way to protect yourself. Not all people are safe to communicate to. I get it. And we rob them of the potential to say, my bad. I didn't mean to do that. And you also, you got to be careful of that because you may be hurting yourself where it's fuck them. I don't like them. And then you have a, then you fight with them in your head. And when you fight with someone in your head, you always win. A good example of this is I got to collaborate with another incredible human a couple weeks ago. And it was at the beginning of this past week and a half, which has been just an incredible week for me professionally, but also very full, like very full, Mm -hmm. you know, like a full cup, not too much for me to handle, but like enough that my margins were very small and the margins that I did have were geared to rest for me. But anyway, I had not had a chance to reconnect with this colleague after we collaborated together. And instead of choosing to go to the story in their mind, um, they reached out and sent a voice memo that was like exactly what you said. I'm feeling feelings of, I trust you to be a human I can bring this to. Um, When you have a chance, can you get back to me? It was the person you didn't follow up with. This was a, a collaborator? Okay. But yeah. the, the thing was, the issue was like, hey, I haven't heard back from you. Just, we had said after our event, hey, we'll reconnect. Okay. And like have a brainstorm and talk about the great things about this. Like, we'll talk about like how awesome this was mm-hmm. and plan for the future, dream for the future, because it was so good. It was so good. And yeah, so I just hadn't, I mean, we'd had like bare bones type of communication, but nothing really like juicy. Like, no, like, time to sit in it. Um, And on my end, this is what's so cool. On my end, there was was no ill intent. On my end, it was simply fullness. Mm -hmm. We literally got home last night. It was my first, like, pause since March 3rd. Mm -hmm. I know this. This this other human doesn't know this, right? Like, that's not information they're privy to. Mm -hmm. They've seen stuff on social media, Mm -hmm. but they're smart enough to know that that's not the whole picture, right? They know that. So anyway, I got to respond, send a voice memo. I highly recommend voice memos, y'all. Like if you're not on Voxer or Marco Polo or using the voice memo thing Mm -hmm. for people who... Or your iPhone. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like, or uh, calls, phone calls, old-fashioned. Good luck to you. Good luck to you. No, Voxer works on Android. So does Marco Polo, I think. Anyway, use a phone. Those sound like stupid Hearing apps. the voice, the tone of voice that a person sends something mm, from yeah, versus a text, yeah. very important. Mm-hmm. I digress. I was able to say, thank you so much. My bad for not 
communicating to you when I would have capacity to have this conversation. You matter to me. Our work together felt effortless and exactly what I want to align in my life. Anyway, I sent a long message, but got a message back late last night that said, this is the response I expected, mm-hmm. which is why I felt safe to reach out and say it in the first cool. place. But I thought, yeah, like I gets me teary. I want to be that person, someone that someone can say, um, hey, I'm feeling feelings of. Mm-hmm. And then they know it'll be like, like catch, you love to play catch. Like I'll receive the ball and sit with it and not... Not just throw it back like, uh, like how dare you think poorly of me that I'll own what is mine to own. And then also say, yeah, no, like. It'll bring out the best or the worst in you. Yes. So to your point. We've all had that friend where it's, they're notoriously bad at uh, getting back to you. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. I, and I, and then you, you reach out and you go like, hey, have I done something wrong? I've had this happen twice. Where you've been the one who sends the text, have I done where, something wrong? Where or I send somebody... that, like, hey, man, I'm like, have I done something wrong? And I, a buddy got back to me. He goes, no, uh-uh, this is, this is my bad. I'm really sorry about this. And then the other one happened where it's like, hey, have I, have I done something wrong? And then I got back a, like, LOL, like, good morning to you, too. Yeah, I know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah and then hard. it's like, oh, I just put myself out there. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I was very vulnerable. And then you deflect. Mm. It's like, I wish you the best. I never mm. responded. No. And that person actually reached out three months later talking about the past, like reminiscing about, you know, an experience that we had. I didn't text back. Yeah. Yeah. Growth is so interesting. Relationships are so interesting. Relationships are work. Mm-hmm. That's interesting that you say that because sometimes you'll be like, our relationship doesn't work. Our relationship is work, honey. I feel like that's something new that you're saying. It's work. Okay. What kind of work? Besides like the sexual work that I have to perform on you? You have to. You have to get to work. (laughs) Get to work. Aye, aye. (laughs) I'm here. I'm I'm here. You get to work and you don't say a fucking word to me. Okay. All right, I'm a best worker. I'm gonna go to the. I'm gonna go union. I'm so good. <laughs> the head of the union. Mm, you shut the fuck up and you get to that sexual work. I was like, yes, workers. That's for, one of my kinks. Workers for sexual pleasure. Being of, a sex of worker wives. is one of like Wait, my. We could kinks. make. We could make. A, just going um, around, just jacked, tan, probably got a waxed ass. Ooh. <laughs> that would be different. <laughs> it wouldn't be practical if you get a bunch of. <laughs> You get zits or something, and then if you sit down, and it'd be so you, it's like itchy. a chia pet. It would be so itchy. I was so self-conscious when I first started growing body hair at like 13 or 14 that I nared my ass cheeks. I didn't know what nair was. <laughs> How do they sell that? How do they still, still sell it? Yes. How does that, it, it smells like poison. It doesn't actually take out the hair. It, it's basically like it gives you a five o'clock shadow, and then it burns. It's so bad. So then I couldn't like sit comfortably How for a week. Oh. I was a baby. I was, I was a couple of years past ten. Yeah, I shaved my pubes off. The first like side of that like little bushel on my pubes, I was like, ah, shave that off. 
I also use Nair on my legs at one point too because I their marketing is like it's going to take it right away and it yeah, doesn't remove the actual point, follicle. In my teens, or was I living on my own? I still I lived on my own at seventeen, so maybe no. And it did the same it, thing. It it gives you a like a five o'clock shadow. It's rough now to the touch. Yeah, it was. Where bad. it stinks, it burns, and it's rough to the touch. It was so bad. I where used razor is completely like a a hundred percent better option. So much better. Plucking the hairs would have been or a better just, option for fuck's sake. Yeah, just leave the freaking hair. Mm-hmm. It is such a like cultural thing. Okay, can we please go back to the fact that relationships are work? Because this is what I'm fascinated about. Just coming up with all my peoples. So obviously, we're supposed to be discussing this. How do some relationships allow for growth within the relationship where people can grow and evolve and others not? Okay? And what is relational work that is like delightful and what is sacrifice because you've said this before like sacrifice seems like an interesting oh shit okay so sacrifice i don't really have any of those relationships and the sacrifice ones it's usually with my mom Mm, i haven't talked to my mom in five or six months and before that before we started like texting again Mm -hmm. we hadn't talked in years and years and years and Mm -hmm. years so my biggest sacrifice relationship is my mother, and we don't really have one. Okay. It's better to, like, either mm-hmm. know or surfacy. Mm-hmm. And then, interesting, where some of my best friends in the world, like, what'd you say, grow and... Yeah, how do relationships uh, allow you space to grow and evolve? Some of my best friends in the world, we just really enjoy each other's time, and we do just goofy kind of surfacey shit together. Right. And I really value that. And then some of my other relationships that are, we, we rely on each other for that, like for growth. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't think, I don't think all relationships have to be this kind of deep, like we're going to like bond, grow together. Not all of them. The most, I, I guess the strongest ones are the most important ones are like that. But hmm. some of like, can't you just enjoy somebody else for like who they are for whatever it is? Well, yes, but not if, for instance, you're, I don't know, want to do a year of sobriety and the only relationship you have with those folks is to drink together. True. Well, then you have to say like, hey, this is my thing. And then it either brings out the best or the worst. Or you wait another year or or you, or you don't, or you, 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 I mean, you have to kind of tailor it. Or if they're going to give you shit where it's like, this is not that fun, then it's just like, okay, it's not. Okay. Best or the worst. That's interesting. I get that, though. I do get that. Yeah, I think that's... My buddy had to do like a year of sobriety court mandated. Not a big deal. But um, yeah, he had to do a year. And then we just didn't drink because I wanted to support him on that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then we just went went to fucking... We went out. We we hung out. We played golf. We went to dinner. We had a great time. We just didn't booze it up and like smoke joints till the day is long. Yes. I guess that's what I'm fascinated about, hon, because you're talking about changing some of your addictive behaviors, your yeah. words. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I think that when folks do that, it does change the way they spend time with people. Of course. And that's one of the fears. And that's one of the fears that I have to work out with mm-hmm. or work out. Mm-hmm. The fear of not living up to the expectations of the people that I care about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And ironically, right, it can be that their expectations of us are lower, right? Which is almost a weird conundrum that it's like, well, I expected you to be a good time guy. 
and it's like, yeah, I'm really working on my brainwaves right now. Yeah. <laughs> and then you so there's this outgrowing process that can be really uncomfortable is all I was saying is that I think some can allow us to do that and some can't. And that's a tough thing to come to grips with. What are your that's people all. running into like with relationships right now? Th that exact thing is that so sometimes um, we will connect with individuals over shared complaints. Uh, of course. You, restaurant industry, right? Like after hours, like complaining about how the shift went or blah, 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 blah. I was the biggest fucking complainer in the restaurant industry. It's probably why I got fired multiple times. That's what I my personality and my the way I did things mm -hmm. got me fired left and right in the restaurant industry. And yeah. then it got me promoted, like say in the uh, like sports administrative industry. How I go about things and my personality mm -hmm. and my ka 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 Right. And and some of that, you're always reforming things in your mind, fixing it, mm -hmm. streamlining, those types of things. I mean, mm -hmm. you'll go into a place and be like, this could be done more quickly. I'm sure. leaving this sure. place, yeah. right? Like, I'm not going to stand by and yeah. watch you. Yeah, I, my clients are running into that. They're running into not knowing how to, so we can bring this back to partnership, explain to their partners the growth they're going through. Do you think... I give you space? How do I give you space? Honey, you're my biggest fan. You're my biggest supporter. You're my biggest ally. You're my best friend. Very I was journaling. I mean, it's so weird that we're talking about this. this. is not what we were planning to talk about. But I was journaling about this too, that I've gone through a tremendous season of growth over the past two weeks was busting through like some big barriers internally because you're exactly right. We're the ones who hold ourselves back, right? Um, and I was just thinking about how, yeah, it doesn't even cross my mind. Like almost growth is expected of me from you. Like that's the expectation. Somebody met you after the conference we were that I was attending and said, oh my gosh, your wife is amazing. And yet you said, yeah, let's see how far she can go. Yeah, like that was always. Your response. Oh well, that's the since the first day I met you, honey. It's like, oh shit, this woman can push it. Mm -hmm. This woman's ceiling—I've always said that mm -hmm. your ceiling is much higher than mine. It's much higher than mine. Yeah. Thank you, like thank you for believe because what that does is it's like if if relationships are a container, you're just saying to me. Um, like expand, expand, or mm -hmm. like a stretchy container. Mm -hmm. Or remove the container. Yeah, like grow, grow, grow. I'm here. Like I'll watch you. I'll adapt to whatever new version of Lauren I'm here to see. Um, and it's phenomenal. I, It's phenomenal. I get the same thing. Okay. I've said it a bunch on this podcast. Like, you get excited about the dumb shit that I love to do. Mm -hmm. Fantasy football, yeah. hanging out with the boys, you know, getting slightly less shittier at golf. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you celebrate these things. Going on trips. Yeah. Like when uh, when yeah. B, he goes, I'll get you a plane ticket, get your ass to the mm -hmm. West Coast. Mm -hmm. We're doing this thing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't know. And you reminded me of what I said, like, Days prior, where it's I miss my buddies, go. Mm -hmm. You encourage that. Mm -hmm. You set me up for success. You don't make me feel less than. And I'm worried. I'm worried about 
partners that make their significant other feel less than when they're craving independence and time away. We ran into that at the bar. Where I was like, hey, I got to get home. The bar. The partner The partner said, I got to get home. I got to go. When I was out with the buddies. Oh, really? Yeah, and then it's like, fuck. Well, that's that's their dynamic. Okay. Or maybe it was an excuse. Maybe he just wanted to leave. So, which is whatever. Yeah. I... I love that you said you're worried. You're worried. <laughs> I'm worried too because I think when a partner's growth threatens us, it's usually because we know we have work to do too. Yeah. Doesn't and, it happen a lot? Happen a lot in weight loss. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's why I want to. I, I think this is actually a very universally important topic. Yeah. Weight loss, um, exercise habits, like just choosing to move your body, right? Um, quitting e- drinking, eating habits, quitting drinking, or like not. I don't know, not drinking so much, or in my world, blacking out, faith deconstruction or reconstruction, yeah. right? Seeing errors in how one has believed and wanting to alter that, and the other partner is not interested or willing and go, to go along with that. Um, uh, sexual exploration, mm-hmm. I, all of these things, I think we, I don't want to say wrongfully, insecurely view as a threat when I think instead we have an opportunity, to use your word, to get curious as to the growth of our partner and possibly allow that to sharpen us mm-hmm. or excite us or stimulate us or just be a wonder Here's a question. Does my growth ever make you feel less than? No. Okay. Yeah. No, it makes me uh, want more. Hmm. makes me want to strive. Mm -hmm. Or it's like, I got to keep up with this one. Mm -hmm. I have heard you say that before. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if I don't keep up with this one, somebody else is going (laughs) to. A lot of men want to date you. Hmm. So I'm just trying to stay. In the pack? No, in the front of the line. stuff. fuck does that mean turn these cameras off who are you fucking no one yeah yeah i mean a lot of people in my erotic imagination as we have mentioned on previous podcasts sure 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 sure, sure. Sure, sure, sure. yeah no your growth only increases my admiration for you um stirs my sexual energy um makes you curious to me you meet me with such excitement and curiosity, like I've never been met by another partner before. I've been met with resistance yes, when yeah. I want to level up yes. or I want to do something different yes. by other partners. Yeah. I think because it threatens us internally. Yeah. Why are you getting up at 530 in the morning yeah. to go work out? Why do you need to do that so early? It's like, what? Mm-hmm. Because, huh? Right. And then it's like, a, what? And then it's like, I have to be defensive on something that's... That's really hard to do that only like a very uh, small percentage yeah, of the population yeah. accomplishes. Yeah. I have to now kind of defend myself? What right. the fuck? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like, why are you drinking a bottle of Chardonnay at night? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and then you get mm-hmm. to tallying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then I get to, yeah. You. Yeah. And then it, then it turns into, oh, well, fuck you too. You don't say it, but you think it. Mm-hmm. And then it's, that's the beginning of the end. Go back to relationships or work. What does that mean to you? It's due every day. You mm-hmm. don't get to kick your feet up. Now that I'm married, now that I have the rock, now that I know he loves me, uh, 
you know, I, I, I get to do whatever I want to, or I get to be lazy now that I've, I've won the affection of the person of my dreams. You have to continually provide in a big precursor to providing is actually working on yourself and accomplishing your dreams and getting closer and closer to your ideal self. And you take care of that person by dating them. And by keeping yourself like fit, mind, body, spirit. And check-ins and touches and kisses and and you need to default to being excited and curious about their growth too. And then encouraging their growth too. And then just kind of saying like, hey, baby, you need to be on Instagram at 1045 at night. I don't know what baby you're referencing. <laughs> so, it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just checking in. Mm-hmm. What's fascinating to me about that is the work that you mentioned was not relational work. It was internal work. You got to go within. Yeah. I'm, I'm learning that, like, we spend so much of our fucking time trying to get fixed by outside things mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. doing this. And mm-hmm. Really, we just have to, we got to turn it off. It's so funny. I tell people in 15-minute consults, which shout out, if you'd like to chat with me, <laughs> go to sexedforyou.com forward slash free consult. Talk to my wife. Don't be a... <laughs> Don't be a fucking asshole about it. Talk to my wife. (laughs) But I say that the way I run my business is that I deeply believe that my role is to help my clients reclaim and reaccess what is already within them. I set the number of sessions that will be working on their knowledge, skills, and attitudes that they want to address. And we do that. And we meet our goals and objectives. And then I send them on their way. Is it the most lucrative business plan ever in the world? Fuck no, it's not. Because I do not believe in creating codependencies on systems and people. I don't. I think that would just perpetuate the world in which I grew up with, which was need this church system, right? You can't do this on your own. Fuck that. With all respect, fuck that. It kept me in a place of suffering for a decade. So I tell my clients instead, I'd like us to accomplish the things that they set their mind to do, and then come back and schedule more sessions with me, right? Which so many do on Friday alone. I had like all these touch-based sessions, right? That w- that's what becomes delightful is clients say, okay, great. We finished sessions. Can I come once a month and we can just yeah. chat, right? Okay, great. I finished sessions. Can we do an every other week check-in mm-hmm. just on my progress? Yes. Yes. So long as... Everyone's aware that this, this is the work we need to be doing within. That noticing, trusting, and valuing what our own bodies, this wisdom that we do have here, that we've just been silencing or coping against, right? Like medicating, all of those things that you were saying. We do know. We knew we know how to love ourselves and we know how to love others. Just the world piled on a bunch of bullshit. Mm-hmm. And we figured out, usually in adolescence, we always go back to this, like, ah, this is how to face the world. <laughs> it's like, maybe not, right? It, when did you start smoking weed? 
16. Yeah, right. It, it was a necessary coping mechanism for the stress in your life at that time. Yeah. It was pretty, pretty intense. It's not that that was a bad choice for 16-year-old Trey. It was a very normative choice with everyone you were around. It gave you belonging, probably. Mm -hmm. You would probably smoke with your buddies. Yeah. And it gave you a probably your cortisol lowered from the weed that you were smoking. Mm -hmm. gave you a relief from your home life, from the school stress. It was a fine choice. Good, bad, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. But now you want to change that behavior. It takes work. Not, not like... Uh, striving but like if you want to go hike a mountain it's going to take effort and then you'll feel really proud of yourself at the top mm. and we can do it that's the coolest part is that we can that's why movement is cool that's why painting is cool it we can do it and what an honor to get to do it within partnership what an honor to get to be curious about your growth, to go out on dates with you and be like, tell me, tell me about this thing that you're working on. Like, I know you say I'm so, I'm so sweet with the golf stuff, but babe, I, I am so thankful that you're learning something new at 38 years old. It's, it is literally fascinating to me how your brain is connecting to your body, the new things that you're learning, because we have something to talk about. Like, I, what's the alternative that you're just not growing? Like, I know we like give me pets on the back. You're so sweet. No, <laughs> I, I want to celebrate that, which I want repeated, which is growth in my partner, please. And I don't want to stop that. It's the best. Baby, thank you for putting me and your people first. It's really important to me and you know we talk about my human design but my like angle of the cross in human design is surface like it's it's what i'm here on this earth to do specifically to fix that which has been spoiled which i love that phrase so much because it is it's what like my heart like it's like ignites over like i can fix that i can help you fix that um yeah thanks for being willing to grow inside of this container of partnership and for doing the work internally because I can't I can't give you that motivation right and I, I there are so many partners out there longing for their partner to grow and it really is stinky so thank you for being willing to put in the work love you the most love you the most the opinions expressed on this podcast are just that opinions. We encourage you to take what you like and leave the rest. We love research and hope you do your own. We hope that our successes and failures enable you to build the partnerships you dream about. So I like to take a little minute just at the end of these podcasts to talk about the platform that we use for our podcast called Anchor. When we were first getting into the scene of podcasting, I didn't know much, but did a simple Google search um, and found that by just uploading one high-res video to Anchor's platform, it does the rest of the work for me, pushes out the audio and video to every platform podcast users use. So if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me and I'd love to tell you more about Anchor.